0: Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of Left Back on the Bench podcast. Today is a Friday and I am so fucking happy because the Premier League is back. But before we talk about the Premier League, well this week's version of the Premier League, let's track our minds back last week in the Premier League. And we had some sort of normal results, if you may say. But without further ado, let me introduce you to my co-host. My co-host is Charlie Cullen. Yo. How you doing, bro? I'm
1: doing alright, mate. I do like how we both, we like, it's weird that we kind of still do the big old introductions for us two as co-hosts when we're like the only two people who ever actually do this podcast.
0: I know, actually. Yeah, I think, I think, okay, from now on we'll stop doing these, these massive intros we'll uh ease it up because everyone knows who we host the podcast anyways but yeah yeah. it's a bit weird doing this in the comfort of our own homes really
1: yeah we're we're back in tier two so your boys are doing this back on the uh online through discord so we're gonna gonna see how that goes hopefully works out
0: Mm. Mm. but without further ado let's talk about last week in the Premier League Charlie and we finally have no undefeated teams you had Aston Villa lose or well, getting thumped 3-0 by Leeds United what, were, what was your thoughts on that game Charlie just to sum it up
1: um, I felt a decent game in parts I think it just points out that like Villa, while they have gone better at, like, taking the pressure off of, like, play, like, Grealish as a player, as their sort of main output of attack, a lot of play still goes through him. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's very. it was very easy, like, you know, for the Leeds team to kind of
0: Control take him, him out yeah.
1: of a game at times. And, and even with, like, Ollie Watkins, I felt they had, like, Ollie Watkins kind of isolated enough that It was like, well, he can't do much either. Yeah, Leeds, yeah. on the other hand, I feel were a team that, like, he seemed to always have like various outputs of like where can that ball end up and go through. Like Jack Harrison, obviously, Helder Costa, uh, Mattia is click occasionally just gets involved in the attack, and Patrick Bamford obviously is always like a threat because of his positioning and and also his work rate of getting into the box.
0: Can I? Uh, Alioski actually had a really good game as well. Um, I was quite impressed with him. It's okay.
1: For I some... think Alioski to me is a very good like. He's a good backup right back. Like, I think Ailing is still the best one there by far, mm-hmm. just because of his consistency and his defending abilities. Alioski's is a very good attacking sort of. He's, he's more of a wing back than anything. Cause I know he sort of like building forward as well because he has played as a winger a few times back when they won the championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has under and, B, under BLC he has played played in a in a uh, as a winger role, but the, and I think. But, when you were oh, looking, sorry, sorry if, and when you were looking at like the team lineups, he was there to replace um, Calvin Phillips. Which Calvin Phillips is pretty much the heart and soul of that midfield unit. Really, the guy who tracks back, covers, actually creates stuff from the back. But it was nice to see a different side of Leeds without one of their better players or most experienced players, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I think as well, it's like that. That Leeds team does. Um, they do have an ability to like. No, no I'm not saying like you know they can do. Like you can tell it's like a very rotational squad at times. I think you yeah. know Ailing having to move into like
0: a centre back position, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: because of the injury to uh, Liam Cooper early on, and then you know Dallas is always on the left. Uh, and Cock and the uh, the other new defender they've got in the centre back. Um, yeah, he didn't
0: play he didn't play
1: he played in the middle for it didn't he
0: yeah that's um patrick schick pascal struck pascal yeah yeah he... um you know you got
1: them guys and you got like you know tyler roberts isn't in, in there as well sort all like a rotational player uh they've got like you know different they've got a lot of alioski obviously pablo hernandez because of his age and sort of isn't as involved but he still makes a big impact off the bench from time to time mm-hmm. so there's always like an optional thing of like and I think Biel's is one of them like he and you can tell it's, it's a very and maybe because of like who he's inspired in in the prem. like it feels to people who haven't seen Biel's before it felt like a very Pep Guardiola thing to do like chop and change certain players out of position but still doing a job you know mm-hmm. and still working fairly effectively
0: yeah that's 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 like one of the main reasons why i love bielsa is how he is so tactically like it, it, my, my, it's it, the tactics he uses to shut down teams you look at you look at the liverpool game they really found out liverpool in the first game of the season you think liverpool going to actually walk out all over him it's the same against city as well you'd think city would walk all over leeds after the first 20 minutes at ellen road on the city game you're just thinking to yourself this is going to be a long old night for Leeds and they actually did really well in that game I actually thought they were actually the better team towards the end but it's a true statement how good he is as a manager I
1: think as well so many players now have looked like I think look better under Bielsa from a tactical standpoint and like I think it's like as well he just has that kind of that mindset as to how do I get the best out of, like... Because, you know, he he doesn't have a lot compared to a lot of managers, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of these championship teams coming straight up from the Prem, like, they occasionally get kind of... Some often get the investment and they overbuy and they buy the wrong things and it doesn't fit into their style or they choose not to buy because they know they're tied to the budget financially and then they just... You're always going to suffer on that note because then you just sort of like, you know, you you have, like, low resources. I think with Bielsa, he's been very astute in who he's bought in. I think Rodrigo, come in, not been a bad buy, to be fair. as like, the second striker, kind of. Um, Koch, in defence, I think he's been doing an OK job, you know, for a first-timer in the Prem. First time to about team, really, as well. And I think, yeah, just... Um, he, you know, he didn't overbuy. We didn't just see him like like Fulham like a couple of seasons ago, where they just bought so many players in one go, and it just didn't didn't work out because you just too much to change in one go. It's still very much like I feel like you could say the core of that Leeds team we've seen in the Championship for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, yeah. But without further ado, let's move on to Everton, and Everton had an awful time at Southampton. Um, with, with James Ward-Prowse and Che Adams scoring in the first half, and towards the end, um, Lucas Dinier got sent off. Charlie, is this is this where Everton fall off now? Are we going to see the same Everton that we see for, for, throughout the first few games of the season? I think
1: it comes down kind of disappointing. I still like Everton have gotten better as far as options in that team. They strengthened their starting 11, which, like, last year, I thought that starting 11 was pretty fucking weak.
0: Yeah, especially in the midfield areas, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and now they've got a great midfield, they had a complete front three, but yet again, once you go away from... I think like many, you know, good quality teams, once you go away from that starting 11, the drop-off is, is uh, substantial. You yeah. can compare it to, like, I think... When United back uh, last year before Bruno came in, like we had that issue. Starting eleven, all things considered, was really good. Once you lost a key player like a Rashford, a Martial, um, or a Maguire, you just see the decline, just yeah. there. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like with Everton. I think it's like the same thing. You know, they had you know missing Richarlison, You have a woby filling in at left wing. He looked... I thought it was shocking, to be honest. Just didn't... You know, you compare it to how good and aggressive a charlatan is on the attack. I mean, you watch like Owobi trying to like...
0: Just being, s- yes, consistent, s- conservative. Samba
1: football and shit like that. It's like, mate, you, you know, just fucking, you know, look for the cross. Look for your, your striker and shit like that. Uh, Rodriguez didn't look fully fit. and I think he's probably made it worse playing in that match. And then, yeah, obviously another big hit as far as uh luca Dino, who's been like um an important part of defence, like, defence, important part of the um i don't even say like an important part of attack sometimes as far as like his ability on set pieces and like when he does go forward he's normally he does pretty well they were playing ben godfrey as like left back he's not a left back you know this is
0: right back a, yeah because uh, shameless come oh yeah, yeah right
1: back sorry yeah because coleman's also injured so it's like you know they got no they're potentially going to come into that game about like either of their starting wingers and neither of their starting fullbacks. And I don't think, you know, the fullbacks I thought were the most consistent in that team. Like Keenan, Mina, I don't think are consistent enough. Yeah. I don't think Awobi and no offence to the kid, Um, is it Anthony Gordon?
0: Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Anthony Gordon. Yeah, you might be right. I don't,
1: you know, he's a young lad. He's not, I still think he's trying to learn and sort of adjust himself. I don't think they can do the job. I think, you know, it's going to, like, expose... You no, know, but, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, Calvert-Lewin is exposed by being isolated. And by that, I mean, he's going to be their main form of attack
0: now. Yeah, until Rosaleson comes back.
1: And the issue with that is, though, is a lot of people are going to know, like, well, we just got to fucking, like, keep him, keep him quiet. And I think Southampton did that. I think, you know, they just knew no, this guy's good in the air, big, strong person. We just put, they just put Vestergaard on him or someone and, you know, someone who can sort of... Body them. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's always sort of like been a Southampton tactic at times. I think like, you know, just having like, that, you know, big six foot six Danish bloke just like, you know, pick up their striker, their big fucking tall striker. Like, don't let him get near, you know, get a chance.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you? I felt
1: Southampton were just so much. Yeah. They played
0: a better. They played a much better game against.
1: I think that's Southampton nowadays, man. Like you know, when they're on the back, on the back, like on the other uh, back foot, they're they're compact. They defend well. Everyone's sort of sharp. When they attack, it's just so not aggressive, but like. Oh, yeah, they're not bullying people, it's being David. They're just it's, so... They put, a lot yeah. of,
0: they put a shift in. Yeah, I do agree with that. and all Especially cred, like, you know, all Jay credit, Adams and, and uh, Danny Ings. Jay Adams, they, Redmond, Danny Ings. Like, yeah, they sort um, of shift. Uh, Will Prowse, um, Romeo, they all put in a good oh. shift. And yeah, credit to where credit's due Southampton, they, I, I, I didn't think personally they were going to beat Everton. I thought Everton were probably probably going to scrape a 1-0 win out of this. But give it where credit's due. Anyways, let's look at one of the surpri- one of the most su- well not surprising results, um, considering how well West Ham have been doing so far this season. Um, at the start of the season, I thought West Ham were doomed personally, and ever since David Moyes caught coronavirus, I'm glad he is better. But they've been they've been a much better team. I think they beat they beat Wolves. They've beaten Leicester. They've draw. They come back from 3-0 down to be, to draw against Tottenham, Tottenham. And then they go and draw 1-1 with Manchester City. Charlie, what's happening with West Ham, first of all? And what is happening with City? City are just dropping points like flies at the moment.
1: I'll start with City.
0: Yeah, you start with City. I think,
1: I think City, to me, it's like... Pep's still scrambling. And we talked about this, I think, in a previous, episode, like, episode. He just... He's panicking now. And I think where he's panicking... And, like, you know, he's trying, You know, he's at, he's missed players here and there. Like, he's still missing Laporte. Um, De Bruyne has been in and out. Aguero has only just come back. And, and it's back just, injured. I think... Yeah, I just think it's, like... He's trying to, like, you know, shuffle together a team of, like, people who... I, in reality, I think he's only mainly brought in as just backups, not really starters or anything like that. Um, I'd and, say
0: I'd say Ruben Diaz is more of a starter. Okay, Diaz yeah. maybe, but then I think, Torres. like, you
1: know, Ferran Torres. Even Nathan Ake, I think, was sort of brought in as, like, a third option, centre-back.
0: Or um, left-back.
1: Or left-back. Um, if, if you're talking the left-back, um, if you're talking forwards, they don't really have a centre-forward now. They've got, like... Um, Liam DeLap is like really the only option and I don't think he's nowhere near ready to be You know, we talk about how inconsistent he was, but even like Jesus I think could bring more to that as an attacking option because he's just more of a he's had a year in the Prem as a centre forward and was was getting there. Was getting there. You're kind of relying a lot on like the wingers now and I don't think, you know Sterling's still good, is still good, I don't think they've looked as sharp on the on the uh attackers
0: they had did in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree. I agree. I I agree with what you're saying there. I just I just think with not having a main center forward, a center point of your attack, it's been critical. And this is why City have dropped so many points when they don't have that right healthy balance in their team. And that's 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 really it. They just don't have a healthy balance with the yeah. way Pep Guardiola wants to play, and this could be their downfall this season. So there's a, there's a lot yeah. of soul-searching to do for Man City. Isn't yeah. yeah, and I
1: think as far as Moyes and West Ham, it's just... They've been dogged at times, man. I feel like they haven't looked as sharp as other teams, but what I will give credit to is they stick, they stick at it. They stick by and their they, guns. They stick by and their and guns. They, and, they, and, they, and they try shit like you know to make, you know to make um to sort of change the flow of games. I think in the Tottenham game, they kind of just relied on they knew Tottenham was trying to switch into a more um, defensive. It was weird. They brought even though they brought in Bale and like wings, I wouldn't say defensive players. They were Tottenham was still trying to be. They'll
0: try, they'll try. Yeah,
1: they'll, And West Ham knew where we just got to fucking take advantage of this and press and like, break them down. I think with City, with with City, I think it was just a situation of like, which I think, sometimes the best teams that I think beat beat City aren't necessarily better teams than City as far as like footballing ability. No. Sometimes it's literally like, you just got to let them play their football and when you get the counter or get your chance, you take, you know, you, you take advantage.
0: Yeah. No, you God. know, they,
1: they, they, they utilized like Antonio really well as far as like letting this, you know, we've talked about Antonio big, strong, fast. He's always going to be a havoc to any sort of like defensive pair or like, you know, back four, whatever. And when they like saw the opportunity, he was good. I think, you know, it's when you give him enough opportunity, he will come good. I think that's what he did in the City game. He came good, and and then yeah, I just think they 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 held out well for a good you know good while until uh, until Foden came on, obviously. So, mm,
0: mm.
1: give him, I'll give him credit. Yeah. Foden man, making a big impact, a big difference in that game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just glad I'm glad he's actually getting into the City team and he's he actually actually creating stuff. Cause... Yeah, but with Pep, it almost feels like
1: it's not because he's. It's weird with Pep because it doesn't feel like he's doing it because he wants Foden better. It's doing it because he's running out of options. It's like, well, I guess we'll get Foden and run out. And then, you know, which he should be because he's been mint, to be fair. And I think, you know, that what he did in that game proves, like, if you stick to him and maybe form a team around him when you're missing, like, a De Bruyne or a Aguero or whoever, you might still have a chance, an option, Mm. because he he is very good still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also and also, there's a surprising result here. Uh, not really as surprising. It was Arsenal losing to Leicester City and <clears throat> really it was a bit of a boring game, wasn't it? To be honest, Arsenal yeah. creating stuff, but Leicester with the first shot on target scored by the man himself, Jamie Vardy. And he's someone who hasn't got his Premier League season going as such, really. Um, he's missed a few games from injury, but now he's back and he looks like he's still got his scoring boots, hasn't he. He's um. You gotta love Jamie Vardy for where he's come from through the non-league, non-league. to where he is now, and he's still he's still playing at a really high level. It's not I like think his Vardy. game's dropped. Of off.
1: People, I think people like Vardy because he's like he's the throwback. In yeah, that which you love, well, nah, you know, I like I think you know, you, you get different types of throwbacks. Like, I think you have like, say, Troy Deeney would have been one, like where he's like he's a man's man. You know, he's he's a very like, well spoken in interviews, very confident, classic old school striker, and he you know just seems he seems like he's a hard you know old school footballer. Wouldn't be out of place in like the nineties or the eighties or something like that. You know what I
0: mean? Mm, yeah.
1: Vardy is more of the sense of he's a lad. He's just like you know, lad. Like you said, came from the lower leagues, or the non-league even, and he just has that tonight tena- that tenacity about him. And I think he didn't always exemplified why that Premier League-winning Leicester team was so good, where it was like it was a team of it was a weird team, man. They were not like there was there was world-class talent and stuff like that in that team back then. But then you look at like Vardy, who was yeah, people were looking at him like you know, he was like a Sheffield Wednesday Academy dropout or something like that. Yep. Was playing playing for like this non league fucking Yeah, playing he was for playing for Halifax when he I think when he was on like you know like he was on tag or something like that, you know what I mean? Like and
0: Yeah, no, he was playing for he played he moved to Halifax then he moved to Fleetwood. I think he was playing for let me get it up just carry on talking, let me I'll find it for you I think yeah, with, with Vardy it's just a situation
1: of like in the modern era of football with like all these academies and like the amount of like big money that's like, spent on players nowadays.
0: Yeah, stockbridge stock park still. That
1: wasn't it. You know what I mean? Like Vardy really shouldn't be in the modern context of football, he shouldn't be someone allowed to achieve what he's achieved.
0: No. But yeah. he's done it. It's an it's an incredible it's an incredible journey and he's still he's still going. And he's real. He's a real fucking man. He's a...
1: You know, I think he's not... And yeah, he said, like, you know, he doesn't feel he's done. He still thinks he's got, like, another good few years in him, which... You look at that Leicester team when he's not there, they... I think they're hoping that he is there for another few more years because... I don't think they have a score... They they have yet to really replace him as, like, who's going to be our centre-forward once Hardy does hang his boots up or leaves Leicester.
0: It's... I don't know it's one of the things where you'll have to def- try and get a replacement which they haven't it's the same with Harry Kane at Tottenham they haven't found a backup or a replacement to, to 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 look after their star man which is a bit is a shame but let's just move over to Arsenal and with Arsenal at the start of the season we we were thinking that Arsenal they're looking good but they've had two Two straight losses, and they've only had two wins in the past five games. Would you be concerned if you're an Arsenal fan? No, no. You're looking you for wouldn't. two teams. You're looking two teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Arsenal, um, Arsenal City, City's one of the teams. Man, you know that was like two managers who you know each other very well, and I think we're just a bit pragmatic in their approaches. Yeah. Really, that could have gone either way, I felt, that game, because I didn't think either team looked particularly dangerous on the ball. Or, like It was weird. It was like the most cautious I think I've ever seen that Pep City team from the from the out, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because Pep, uh, Pep has... And, never, that was the first time Pep has beaten Arteta as well. True. Uh, and...
1: With... I guess with... um. No, we talking yeah. about he beat him. In, he beat him the first time in the restart.
0: Oh yeah, no, sorry, I do apologize. <laughs> I forgot about that game. No, that I felt say, so yeah, long ago. So
1: David Luiz had the David yeah, Luiz had the man, fucking nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. But um, with the with the Leicester game, that was like right. I think Leicester again. That was like run and gun football. How they got their goal? I don't think you know they were the better team. Really, I think really what setting Arsenal down is like the consistency of their forwards
0: yeah which has I been a think... big struggle for him as well uh... i
1: mean Yang isn't scoring pepe is still not coming good with a, with goals and i feel when you switch them, like lacazette and nkati they both work really hard but again inconsistent as far as actual output for strikers
0: mm. yeah that's the thing that's it's. it i don't i'm i i don't feel like i as an Arsenal fan, I don't. I don't think I should be worrying because they get the the lot, three losses they've had: Liverpool, Man City, and Leicester. They're, other than the Leicester, these they're two m- major clubs, and oh, so I'd say Leicester are a major club. They have been a major club for the past few years. Leicester, they're always a team that you should be worried against playing, but it's with Arsenal at least. They're moving in the right direction. And it, as I say, there's going to be so many roadblocks for Arteta, but he's doing a good job at the moment. And I, f- I, f- I feel that they're doing a good job. But anyways, let's talk about um, the on Saturday night. This was supposed to be a game that most most football fans were looking forward to. But it ended up being a dreary nil nil result between Manchester United and Chelsea. Um, as a Man United fan I'm just happy we got a clean sheet personally um, but on the other side on the other end I feel that Oli put out a very cautious United team so did Frank Frank put a cautious Chelsea team out um, Charlie what were your In, thoughts?
1: You were looking at two managers two sides that have
0: wanted a clean sheet for so, many, for yeah. so
1: long yeah long uh, I think as well they're just two teams going through um, I don't know like growing pains almost yeah early se- early
0: United season best. battles
1: you know we've, we've heard you know, we've criticised um, some of the United performances we watch but in reality this was a team that didn't have a ton didn't really get a pre-season and I think we still try like work out how to involve the best of it yeah um
0: they look a lot fitter now, United, I have to admit, with the few, yeah, few, no, few games they've had since the... Um... And towards the end of it, Like you think once Cavani came on,
1: it felt more like we were giving it to Chelsea.
0: Yeah, we were trying to win the game instead of trying Mendy to... Mendy
1: had some good saves in them, I'll give him credit there, but like, I felt we looked like the more... If anyone was going to win that game, I still think we looked like the more... Opportun- we had the better opportunities. Chelsea... Frank, you know, really, he is like he's dealing with a team where it's like that again. What was it we said? Six, seven players that he's trying to get involved as first teamers.
0: I think there's about it was six starters. And I it's on been, the no, fly- is it, is it, yeah. like five, five of them. You had Mendy, Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Havertz, Werner. So that's five, and then you had. I think um, the I think the
1: worry is right with Frank. Another unfair not on
0: Chelsea team is that like
1: he, he it's, I'm putting on one player really, and I think it's, it, it might be not fair for me to put on him, but Timo Werner still struggling to get goals in the Prem. Yeah. At this point, I'm curious as to whether this is becoming a confidence thing with him. Like it's fair, to you? Sometimes you have a game you just don't score, and you get you, you're a bit frustrated afterwards. I've like seen um, for United Martial be like that. He's one of them. If he ain't scored, he's not happy. He's he can he can look like a sulky bastard, but that's why we love him sometimes. I think because he he wants to score goals, and then we know when he does score goals, he tends to come good like consistently with him.
0: Yeah, he was scoring thick and fast, wouldn't
1: he? Yeah. Whereas with Timo, right now. I'm curious as to, like, is is it gone from, like, you're just struggling to, like, this is actually affecting you on a confidence mental side of things? Because I feel like he's... Um, it's just something up there. kill well, it clicking. And I don't um, know if it's maybe with, he needs to wait for, you know, maybe when Ziyech and Pulisic come into it, something changes, but I don't
0: know. Well, on the contrary, he did score in the free... He did score two in the free-free draw against uh, Southampton. So he has actually got goals this season in the premier league but it was a big games he str- he struggled against he did struggle against united so did so did havertz but to me personally i i think i think this is just they're still adjusting to the life in the premier league and it's is so so many people say it's such a different league and you're playing against majority of the time top quality centre-backs and top quality managers and it's always going to be tough coming over from Germany where you're used to a style of play but you will see where the great players will improve and will actually adapt their game to the conditions they're playing in but with, with regards to Thiago Silva, he's done. He's adjusted quite well since that West Brom game. He's adjusted really well. Mendy, is well, a fair, was I men- think Mendy's
1: out. Mendy's out really good. Yeah, that was men- probably like, but, best but, game he's had.
0: But men with but the, with with Mendy, he's he's a goalkeeper. He's supposed to respond to attacks, which considering <laughs>
1: <didn't> uh, score <laughs> the own goal. To be fair, though, yeah, nearly, he, yeah, yeah but
0: yeah, but them things happen. Come on, when you lose a bit of focus, that's that's why focus is key. But with yeah. with Havertz and Werner, they you'll see how good they will become later on if they can adapt their game. And I actually hope they they will because they they look look like two promising talents. We I'd love I I actually enjoy seeing in the Premier League, and I hope they can actually take what they learn in the Bundesliga and apply it to the Premier League. But it has to take time, and f- the fans and Frank have got to be patient with the way they're building Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, but with United, it's just it's just good to see them not conceding after seeing United get slapped round the park by um, Palace, uh, Tottenham six one. Or
1: even Brighton, even we even won that Brighton, game, the bad yeah, it, we just we, it was we so close.
0: We conceded we conceded eleven goals in three games, and then we conceded we've only conceded two since the international break, and that's out of four games. So, they're, they're, they are, I think, personally, they just look a lot fitter. They look a lot fitter and look a lot sharper compared to where they were a few weeks ago. But, yeah, I feel that. as I say, it's a long old season and this happens to Man United. They go for a nice little streak and then, next thing you know, all the ollie-out signs are all, all around the papers, is getting involved. So, we have to wait and see. There's no point... Getting ahead of ourselves, as Man United fans. We need to focus on the present, and the present is we haven't conceded. A, we've conceded two goals, and two <laughs> of them they haven't. It, the thing is, if you look at the the PS, the Newcastle game, Luke score scored a known goal. The PSG game, Martial scored a known goal. So we really hasn't conceded. A, they haven't scored. Uh, the opposing team has technically not scored a goal against us.
1: Yeah, but it's still defensive errors, which is yeah, something that we still d- struggle it, but, with.
0: But yeah, that's defensive. Yeah, yeah, but. We'll have to wait and see, but right, let's move on to this week's l- this week's games. And tonight we've got a game. It is Wolverhampton versus Crystal Palace. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this, you know, Charlie. I don't know why. It's just that Wolves are always a, a good team to watch. Do you know? They're, do you know what I mean?
1: To me, like they the, again. I think we've talked about I've talked about this, but both we've seen four. On their day, I think they can compete with top sides and give them games. Wolves more than Palace to an extent, I feel, but they're kind of like... Um, they're weird teams, man, because, you know, like, Palace could, you know, it'll be like, beat us, you know, uh, 3-1 or whatever it was. A couple of games later, lose to Chelsea 4-0, and you're like, wait, what happened there? Like, you know... <laughs> This, yeah, they, they, do
0: have a, they do have a lot of ups and downs, uh, Chris. And
1: Wolves balance. are the same, man. We talked about like, Wolves' team last year, and I think even now they're such a deadly team at times. You know, they went from being the team, but not just us who did it in the Prem. Wolves also did the double against uh, City, and it was like, Jesus, like Wolves, like, you know, beating the defending champions of England, and then, um, but then they'd also be a team they would, like, lose a dodgy result to, like, Burnley or fucking uh, West Ham or whoever, and you'd be like, "Wait, what just happened?" <laughs> like, you know, these guys are—they're on the up and up, and then they will—they'll concede against a shit team like that, and you'd be like, "Wait, you guys were doing mint!" Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they—they are. Th- 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 thats the thing with the Premier League, and that's like the mystique I think I like about the Premier League is sometimes you don't know who is the better team in situations like these. I could, you could, you can't. It could probably be a coin toss who you actually think is going to win because Wolves haven't been that sharp. Wolves are supposed to win this game. They're at home. But the, I don't feel home field advantage has a more significant impact. They're on...
1: uh, they're conceding a lot, Wolves, I feel. Yeah, that's like, in Silly ways. Silly ways as well, I think, which is worrying. And I think with Wolves, to me, it's like... I was watching the Sky Sports, uh, the Punditry, before the match when they played Newcastle. Kieran Dyer was on there. I think he raised a fair point in sense sometimes for. um. Uh, well, uh, I say a fair point, but like. He said he feels Wolves are a team on the cusp of pushing for like. Something big, like top six or Europe or whatever. And I think it's in the sense of like. They still sometimes feel a bit of, like a feeder club. Yeah, you know, maybe it's because of how young the talent is, and we've seen Jota obviously go to Liverpool, and uh, Doherty has gone over to Tottenham. Like those are two, you know, two players they've, you know, two players I think had like a decent impact at times in the last couple of years. I think there's always the idea of like Jimenez going to make a big move somewhere, or uh, Triori I think has a lot of eyes around him at times. You have like these young lads who I think a lot of people could use in their team quite well. I mean, obviously, you have uh, Podence, uh, Neto, Neves. Um, you got got a lot of eyes, I think, maybe on Kilman now because of how consistent Kilman's been. So, you know, I think it's, it's curiosity of, like, how, how long do you go just selling off players? Or do you attempt to, like, you know, will they try and make a keep for like, you know, It'll it almost be like how much money is will it take before they like will they hold on to a Jimenez and, and a Triori and all these other young lads or if someone say I don't know who's having who's having a striking crisis right now, Crem or in, in Europe Burnley. No, but I'm talking about like top sides.
0: Oh, let's um, say Real Madrid, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Real Madrid. That's yeah, a good
1: yeah. So say Real Madrid, right? They sing Jimenez, bangs a shit ton of goals in against some good sides as well at times. Real Madrid, or also a team that have a lot of fucking money at like disposable income at times. They go to Wolverhampton and be like, blank check. How much do you want for it? Do you think Wolves are gonna? commit Ooh. to keeping Jimenez or are they going it de- it to would, 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 would it they take
0: that big money oh it depends it depends on what Jimenez wants to do really because Jimenez is 28 29 he's I think Jimenez would probably if it's down to Jimenez Jimenez would actually go to the move to Real Madrid because he's arguably like in a prime position
1: right now yeah. I mean he's at a good age he's, you know he's experienced striker Has played in, in in Spain as well which helps I think he What was that? Who he used to play for?
0: Um, he played in um, what's his name? He played Uh, for Benfica,
1: restaurant. Oh, okay, no, so he played in
0: Portugal. Yeah, he's played in Portugal. So,
1: okay, so but you know, like maybe you know, but he is like um, he's Mexican, speaks Spanish Mm -hmm. as his first language. Maybe you know, maybe the idea of moving to a more like you know. To who Spain would be appealing to a player like him, you know. I think, um, but but then you never know. Maybe he's felt like it, it depends, man. Because it's always a gamble, isn't it? Because he could stay at Wolves for the good parts of his career. He goes down as probably one of the great strikers of Wolves in the modern in modern memory, right? Mm-hmm. However, you go to Real Madrid, there's also a good chance, like you could win some shit. <laughs> like here is. It's almost like if he if he stays at Wolves, it's like the here's what you could have wanted. You signed that contract, see all these like the Liga trophies and Copa del Rey's and
0: Champions leagues and. Well, he did play in a fl- he did he did play in a Atletico fl- like Madrid.
1: Oh, that was the team I was thinking. I knew mean, it was a. Oh, okay, that's. Don't know how I feel about that now. I mean, is this still as bad? Is it as bad as like the Barcelona Madrid move, uh, Atletico to Real Madrid?
0: Oh, yeah. um, it's probably just as bad, right? Well, well Coutinho made the move over to Real Madrid, and he's on loan at oh, Atletico. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it is as bad as you ain't. You ain't going to get like a Figo
1: situation. Nah,
0: nah, nah. That's that's a bit too. That was yeah. That nah, that's that's a bit too. Yeah, nah, that's not not the greatest. But yeah, no, I do agree with you. I do agree with someone like him and as He is. There, there's, there is people sniffing around him, and Wolf there's always to be gonna careful. be
1: I think when you're um a number nine who scores a lot of goals, mm-hmm. especially in an era where I feel like you struggle to find number nines who score a lot of goals, or like consistently just bang goals in and shit like that. You know, especially like to not already be at like a top six side or a big club in Europe, you're always gonna have people thinking like. What can can we get him, and how much can we get him for?
0: Mm.
1: But if I was Wolves, if, and if they, they did, if they were to then say make the move to sell Jimenez, I I hope they take whoever it is for for everything they got.
0: Mm. But especially yes,
1: if it is like Real Madrid or someone like that, I'd be like, yeah, God, put t- tell them how how many zeros do you want at the end of this?
0: Yeah, that'd be mad. It'd be it'd be a mad move to make, but. Football, we have seen some crazy moves. It's crazy weird, transfers. because I'd be like...
1: He, would you say he is the star man of that Wolverhampton team right now, Jimenez? As uh, far as goals?
0: Of course, yeah. Who, who, who else has been scoring but goals for him?
1: Compare it to, I'd say, the opposite on the Palace side, Wilfred Zaha. Jimenez is one that I think everyone sort of always sniffs around and looks at, like... People, like it'd be like, if you... Say, classic best striker number nines in the Prem... In the, in the classic number nine sense, Harry Kane's obviously your go-to, right? Mm-hmm. I still think Jimenez is up there for, like, second or third. You know I mean? Obviously, you have, like, Ings, Calvert-Lewin now, who have just come good. But for a while, I think Jimenez was, like, the close second for me, personally, as far as, like, a big target man-style number
0: nine. Yeah, he, he has been clinical for Wolves over and the I past think, few seasons.
1: And I, and I think it's like, you know... All these teams that like talked about potentially getting in, like the interest of sniffing around him, like back when I think we were still looking at like potentially having like a target man, target man. I'd have loved him for United because I, I just love Jimenez as a player. But you compare it to Zaha, who I say is Palace's marquee sort sure, of player, their main output for like creativity, goals, everything like that. He's like a different sense in that it's not like. You' never hear of a lot of teams sniffing around him, but it's almost people wondering will he make the big move like is he too good for this palace team
0: well and i am no, it's curious it's, it- it's 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 curious i'm cu- i'm curious, but at the same time he's had the opportunity to leave no one's come in for him so no one's really that interested for zaha but we' will have to make we we'll have to enough to make do but anyways before we wrap up this podcast um charlie i've got all the fixtures up here i'm gonna announce them right can you give me like a quick prediction for these games if you know what i mean yeah right uh, okay wolves palace i'm going for one nil wolves no two nil wolves against palace so charlie what are you gonna go for 2-1 Two one Wolves. Two one wolves.
1: With a Zaha, Zaha goal from Palace. But right. I think Wolves will come and take get two in I think, but potentially.
0: Right, okay, cool. Sheffield United versus City, what are your predictions here? I am going for two nil uh Man City. Uh
1: I'll say one nil city.
0: 1-0 City, you're going to go for 1-0 City, right, yeah. 1-0 City, Burnley, Chelsea, I'll let you go first for this one,
1: I'll go 3-0 Chelsea,
0: 3-0 Chelsea, I have done the same as well, I've written it down anyway, so, mm-hmm. right, Um. Liverpool, West Ham, 2-1 Liverpool. Jesus Christ, you've got the same score as me. I've, I, I, By the way, I've written this down before you've said it. Again, The yeah.
1: missing Van Dijk, missing Fabinho.
0: I think it's fair West Ham
1: can get one in that game. Villa, Fucking... Southampton.
0: I have got on my list, I have got a 2-2 draw. Who is that? Southampton? Villa and Southampton.
1: Uh... Oh, I'm going to say um, 2-0 Southampton. I think they've been good recently. 2-0 Southampton.
0: Oh, Yeah. Okay. Newcastle versus Everton.
1: Nil
0: nil. I can see that being a nil nil sort of game with like, the 0-0. way Everton are currently. Oh, I've got 2-1 Everton. Right, Man United-Arsenal. Oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm doing it as well. I've gotten down 1-1. I'm going... United, fuck it. 3-1 United. Okay, Tottenham-Brighton. Tottenham Tottenham have got to come back with this. I think Tottenham 3-1. Tottenham 3-1. 3-1. I'll go 3-1. 3-1 Tottenham. I have got 3-0 Tottenham. Right, Fulham-West Brom. This is the Monday night game. I'll go 2 all 2 all wow.
1: fuck it yeah shit defences semi decent forward lines i guess well
0: i've got 0-0 <coughs> right leeds versus <laughs> i've just it's just got a 0-0 nil- like this game they're so... going to concede against each um, other this um... is my thing i think one someone's going to concede i'm sorry to all the west Brom. Um... And the Fulham fans, but shite defenses, they'll get goals. Bro. At the moment, at the good. moment, I'm sorry to say, but you guys are awful at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Gas is coming from a Man United oh, fan, but brutal. you not not yeah, awful. They're not. It hasn't been awful. They haven't been like a Derby County of 2005 or something like that. But they haven't hit the high point of the Premier League season um, just yet. But hopefully, you guys are actually going to get better. I do apologise for any uh Fulham and West Brom fans out there. Um, don't hate the podcast, please. I don't. Fuck them. <laughs> 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 Fuck them. Yeah. Go on. All right. You Le-
1: bad, you should feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you should feel bad.
0: <laughs> Cheeky gear. Right. Lead versus Leicester. This is actually going to be an interesting game, uh, and I'm actually hoping I'm not working this game because if I am, I'd be well annoyed. If this Vardy,
1: like a- if they start Vardy, and he's back for it, and the way that these team is, I could see it being. I could see a
0: three-two. I'm going to lean to Leicester. Three-two Leicester. Fuck it, yeah. Fuck Good. it, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got the opposite. I've got three-two Leeds. <coughs> oh, okay. So let, let, let's just, let's just quickly round up what we said. So I went with Wolves versus Crystal Palace. I went, um, what did I go for? Yeah, two-nil Wolves, and Charlie went two-one Crystal Palace. With Sheffield United versus Manchester City, I have gone for 2-0 City. Charlie have gone for 1-0 Manchester City. Um, In the Burnley-Chelsea game, we have both gone for 3-0. It's not hard. Uh, Liverpool-West Ham, same again. 2-1 Liverpool. Not hard either. Uh, Aston Villa, this is where we've had some differences. I have gone for 2-2 Aston Villa versus Southampton. Charlie has gone for 2-0 Southampton. At Aston Villa. Newcastle versus Everton. I have gone for 2-1 Everton. And Charlie's gone for a bland 0-0 draw. Um, Man United versus Arsenal. I have gone for 1-1. Charlie has gone for 3-1 Manchester United. And Tottenham versus Brighton. I have gone for 3-0 to the mighty Spurs. And Charlie has gone for 3-1 to the mighty Spurs. Uh, Fulham West Brom, Charlie has said 2-2 to Fulham and West Brom. I have gone for a bland nil-nil draw between the two. Um, Leeds Leicester, this is, we have some differences. I have predicted 3-2 the mighty Leeds United. But Ch- Charlie has gone for 3-2 to the mighty Foxes. So who will win the prize? We are going to bet a £5 pounds for this. And if it, if we don't win, if none of us win it, none Wait, of have us win been, it. Have
1: I just been tricked into putting
0: a bet down? <laughs> not, not not a bet. It's a bet between us. Yes, just, this is one
1: I we were betting on it. But oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. We we'll put we we'll, we we'll, we won't bet this time. Next week, next week we we'll, we'll do it. Whoever wins wins a fiver.
1: Well, potentially, if I if I do bad in this week, I might just say nah,
0: let's fuck nah, that. Nah, we just fuck that. All right. But anyways, um, Charlie, we'll thank fit. you very much for doing this back to normal online podcasts. Um,
1: You're very welcome, mate. Thank you for having me.
0: No worries, mate. Um, for all the viewers, thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to check us out on Anchor, Spotify google podcasts apple podcast overcast podbean and whatever you can find us on your podcasting streaming services um we've been a bit uh, we've been a bit quiet on the old socials recently um fact is, i haven't had the time to be on socials i haven't really been on my phone as much but i'm getting back to doing all these socials and hopefully you guys are enjoying these podcasts um as always, we are left back on the bench and hope you guys are staying safe, uh, following the government guidelines, and make sure you and your family are safe. Uh, this is from me and Charlie from left back on the bench. Peace out, yo.